Hey, Mark, I have great news, which I'll probably reiterate on the podcast session. So, I okay. I actually beat this one. No. Oh, everything's, a- everything's different now. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to episode three of the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magger. With me today, two guys, it's like two out of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh, Dave that's Grimmel, dark. Dan Colonna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that alludes to a fourth horseman that we don't even know yet. It's Will. You know what? I, actually, <laughs> like, you guys remember that game, uh, what was it, Darksiders? Yeah. Dude, that's what was supposed to be a Zelda be... homage, right? It was actually pretty good, and it was supposed to be like there were going to be four games, and each one of them, you're going to be one of the four, and they only got through two of them, and I felt bad about that. Oh, yeah. So I'm Dave Irma. That's my voice. Yeah. As you talked over my witty intro. <laughs> this is Dan's voice. <laughs> this is Dan's voice. Anyway, it, so we're three buds, and we like talking about video games, interesting games, games where stuff's going on in them that's worthy of discussion, hence we do this podcast. Today's game, Pony Island. Yeah, that was my pick. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things about this game, but before we get into that, this is a spoiler-filled podcast. Lots of spoilers, so as my computer makes notification sounds, how likely are you to recommend Windows 10 to a friend or colleague? Uh, it's okay, guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like a seven uh, and a half, a hard seven and a half, though. Yeah, You're like, I'm it, not gonna... it's an operating system. Yeah. <laughs> it's not not an operating system. I'm not going to... would gonna, it not? It's like, you know those times it's like I want to write home about it? I, I'm not going to write you a letter. Would you go back it. to Windows 95 if you could? Or Windows 98, which was like the no, Windows no, no, 95 no, no. that worked. We're going to talk... We're going to talk about Windows. XP? It's all about X, XP. Yeah. XP is the stuff. It's the pinnacle of the Windows operating <laughs> system. XP professional, right, Mark? Well, if you want to get specific about it. I do. All right, bud. Don't you want to also? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we had this discussion. XPP. It's the, the, the XPP. It's like PP. But anyway, um, so this is the spoiler podcast. We're going to spoil the heck out of this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before even that, Dan, Dan Colonna, mm-hmm. That's can me. you tell us about this game before we dive into it? I can. So Pony Island is a suspense puzzle game in disguise. You are in limbo, trapped in a malevolent and malfunctioning arcade machine devised by the devil himself. Which, mm. maybe he's not a he. Maybe he's a she. Anyway, it is not it's a game idiot. about ponies. Yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of about ponies. <laughs> Popular user-defined tags are indie, puzzle, psychological humor, and demons. Psychological humor? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Horror. <laughs> Oh man, like, that's a new that's a new genre. I would love to play a psychological humor game. All right, we have to I, now find a game that could I be fun. Like, I feel like Kenneth from Thirty Rock, and I just saw precisely it's like what Calvin, I to see Calvin and Hobbes the game. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's, anyway, that's, that's it. yeah, that's all good. But now, Dave, tell me, that's all jargon. What is it like actually playing this game? Uh, it's a game where you're stuck in an arcade game. You you have to play. You have to figure out what's going on, right? It's some terrible graphics, terrible facade, and you're like, "What's going on here? This is more than just a game where you're a pony jumping over fences." So, or is it? <laughs> it oh, it, well, I guess no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know, it's a story that's that's told. It's deeper than just the. Uh, the aesthetics, you know, it's 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 hard to explain other than playing it. I think we'll we'll have to just really get into the nitty gritty to 
Yeah. Yeah. To, I think that's fair. Because I, the the game just like it, it does what it does. Yeah. And that's it's, it does what it does. You, I would the, totally agree with I'm that. I'm like there's a run and gun portion and there's yeah. and then there's puzzle solving, which is which right. is hidden as like programming loops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt like my biggest one of my biggest takeaways from it is kinda like I felt a very big discrepancy in terms of sections that I really liked and sections that I didn't. Like like you said, Dave, it's, it's built upon this idea you're stuck playing this arcane game and it's this runner where you're a pony and you got to jump over fences. Beams. And then, yeah, basically. And then I just took them as like really stuff. like like it was like an equestrian game. Like it's just a really, mm. really poor graphic fences. <laughs> Let me ask you this. As I'm thinking about Dan's description that he read. Do you kind of wish, because I kind of wish, that they did not come out and say, oh, this is not really a game about ponies? I would have loved it if they kept it up yeah, right I, until it I wonder, like, got into the first level. I, mm. I wonder, like, who writes the description for Steam and stuff like that. I wonder if he was like, nobody's going to buy this game if I don't come out and just say it. Yeah, it's you know like a what I mean? Like, thing at that point. A Catch-22 situation. Like, yeah. he wants it to be a secret, but at the same time, if I if I... Market it as just a game where you jump over fences as a pony. Nobody's going to play it. Yeah, but I wonder if, like, you know, in the internet age, the word travels so fast. Like, I think that would have been just so cool if it. it's really, like, like just advertised. Oh, it's a Pony Island game. Like, the game that the loser like market whoever's it, Market it to bronies, and that's it. You're just like, dude, you're going to love it. <laughs> Friendship is magic. <laughs> Our game is finally here. I never understood the brony movement. Is that oh, like a real thing? It is. It is. Wow. It is. It's like a the um. I think the best way to describe it is somebody finds their spirit animal in a pony, and they make up their own ponies. Often, uh, they're really serious about it, and it's very interesting. That's actually the best explanation I've ever heard about it. Spirit they animal. Make up- yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how it is. Like they're like, I define myself with this pony, and the Bon Jovi like- pony. <laughs> What would that? What would that just be? A, like a hair metal pony, <laughs> right? And you gotta like they always have like a holding a tattoo. rose in his teeth. Very <laughs> visual the, pony. My goodness, all right. all, there's some very extreme bronies out there in a good way. Mm-hmm. In a good way. So they would probably like this game. I would think. I don't know because it doesn't celebrate the brony culture at all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. So, but Dave, you kind of alluded to it. It's like there's this kind of two stories going on. It's it's the story of who you are and why you're there. Yeah. And the story of you actually going through the game. So I don't know. Maybe just kick us off. Like, what was your kind of initial impressions? What did you like? What did you dislike? Walk us through. Well, I'll, let me start off by saying, like, I, I it was my choice, Pony Island, right? I had read the description. I was, you know, intrigued by the this is not a game about ponies intro and i was like mm. okay i checked it's like metacritic score extremely high really and i was like all right let's do it it's only like five bucks let's try it right mm. so uh you know i was expecting a little more depth than there actually was but uh especially since people were raving about like the fourth wall breaking and stuff like that you know. Which there are so many cool moments of that, but mm-hmm. I really when I when I finished it, mm-hmm. I took so what did it take us all like three hours? Yeah, three like, hours. Uh, yeah, about. And for the record, Dan, you finished the game. Oh, this game has been beaten. Oh, oh. it's slow it's clap. First. Slow clap. Let's just clap it up. Uh, I beat a game for the podcast that I care so much about. Yeah. So what is it now? One out of eight. 
Uh, one out of three officially. Thank you. Uh, three officially, but really yeah. one out of nine. Lost episodes don't now count. <laughs> don't, in this. don't count at those. We restarted the tastemaker for this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, Same. so all sins forgiven. <laughs> but I think, like going back to that thought, it's like that. There, it's kind of this thing. Okay, you're, it's this pony game, but there's yeah. more to it than that. But when you really like step back and look at how much of this game is actually you're playing that pony hopping the fences portion, it's got to be like half. Yeah, if, if not, and if you're particularly bad at that, like I was, it feels like <laughs> 75% of the game. Oh my god, you were really that bad at it? You know what, it's just like, so I use a Mac, and I use the Magic Mouse, right? Okay. Ooh. And the Magic Mouse, um, the whole thing clicks down when you click. I realized late, this changed everything for me. That if I'm tr- if I'm holding down right click and then I try and left click, it doesn't work, uh. or vice versa. So it was really messing me up instances where I had to like shoot and then jump and stuff like that. Like if I was still shooting and I jumped, I realized later that the key I could use the keyboard for shooting. I think, and then that changed everything, you know. But still, I had to like unlearn what I had learned. <laughs> you <laughs> have to unlearn what you have learned. Yeah. I played like the first third of the game on trackpad because mm. it I tells I you not myself. to. Yeah, but you know me and listening. <laughs> but I actually got through a lot of it until like one. I'm sorry, you're in the middle of your. No, that's fine. Go ahead. Well, this anyway, a, sorry. Free flowing conversation. You know, I like giving everybody their due time. Um, yeah, so I ignored that. I got up to like the first puzzle that blocks you off. If you if you start if you put a piece down, it puts a piece down. And you have to figure out what it's going to do, mm. sort of, kind of. Um, no, you, the, the first daemon? The first daemon, yeah. The daemon. But even before we get that, so the whole premise is, yeah. so you're you're stuck in hell, quote-unquote, playing this arcade game. I mean, the I guess. Stinks. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's I, hell. I guess right? that's hell. <laughs> but, so then you're playing that, and then you can't approached by and it's this kind of idea is okay you're gonna be stuck playing this game forever oh isn't this game so great spoilers it's not and then you get approached by this person you like break thing. out of the menu and you're like in the in the operating system of the arcade machine and you start like digging around you get that messenger right right That's what you're saying the the hopeless soul and i think that was like the cool portions of it so when you're yeah. not doing those kind of runner portions you're in these they're basically very simple puzzles for most of them at least except for one which mm. i want to bring up later but you're going through these menus and you have to kind of play with things things are hidden behind things uh mm. like the start menu's broken you have to kind of move options around and make it work and then you get these things where you have to kind of basically get a key to a lock yeah but the way to get there is you have to move blocks i think those were definitely better yeah i mean that was i much preferred like the loop solving stuff than the jump the horse portion these were some very gratifying puzzles Uh. like when i when i got some of them I, I felt pretty good. Mm-hmm. There were other ones that I feel like I got by accident. But And on that and that point, there is a portion of time where you get like the first version of Pony Island that you end up playing is kind of that like dark yeah. dreary, everything's great, but then there's that portion where everything gets light and happy. Oh yeah. And it's like, oh, you this is all changed. So yeah, speaking of when the when you get to the updated version of the game and it's like has a happier facade there's that word again. Um, remember where they have the Louis Ma- I did <laughs> Louis mascot. Um, the facade count is that too, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Put that in the facade bottom right corner of the screen. Yeah. And uh, 
Anyway, but when you get to that, you know, happier version of it where you're like, instead of shooting a laser from your pony mouth, you're just like blowing wind at butterflies. You're just blowing them away. Like, get away, butterflies. I found that so much more annoying and so much less interesting than when it was dark and I was shooting lasers. That's interesting. Like, I was like, oh, I don't want to play this baby game. Even though I know it's the exact same mechanic. <laughs> this is like a baby's game. It's not even dark and dreary. Well, I bring that portion up because I thought in terms of difficulty, it's not a hard game. They were definitely like, I wasn't as troubled as Dave, like, because I have two buttons on my mouse. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you guys right now. Here's my mouse. Mm-hmm. I have two buttons, so yeah. it's very easy for me to jump and shoot at mm-hmm. the same time. Uh-huh. But there was one puzzle... The last puzzle where they have the butterfly splitting yep. mechanic. Mm-hmm. Did anyone almost lose their minds over it? Um, I'm sweating up. You're talking about the uh... the last puzzle like that. Yeah, the, there's where one there puzzle. Is, there's the thing where in you... the middle. Yeah, that one was tr- mm-hmm. hard, hard, that one was tough. That was a timing puzzle more than anything. Yeah, and I lost my mind to it so much. We have to get like, into you know the gates. I mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I was like, I'm looking it up. I can't literally spend like a half hour uh. on the puzzle. Fun thing I found on the Steam chat for it. The developer posts about because it's literally the only puzzle people are talking about. He writes, it's a design fail, unfortunately. By time, I would have gone back and completely scrapped the butterfly splitting mechanic. Oh, wow. So I appreciate the acknowledgement. That was infuriating. Right. It was broken. It was lucky. It was, that one was pretty tricky because you had, to, it was, that one you had to like get the portal back at the same the right timing too in order to time like the button press and the gate i didn't have a problem with the split i had more problems with the with the button opening the gate like that was really the hard part of that like splitting it wasn't that difficult yeah like the splitting was that but it's just getting the timing down like that Mm -hmm. totally destroyed me but other than that like all the puzzles are pretty manageable like the gameplay is pretty manageable i think the true thing so like let's kind of talk about like the meta story yeah this game like, Dan, how many tickets did you find, Dan? I Is found eight, there? actually. Eight? Wow. Um, I wanted to get them all in the first sweep, but I, uh, I don't have Supposedly there's already... one in the pause menu. There is. I found that one. And then, I, I didn't it. get that one. I got, like, I four. Just... Yeah. I got, had, like, three or four. Yeah, I was on a mission to do it, because I was like, this is going to be the game I super beat. Yeah. For... Super beat. Totally. Yeah, I was like, forget <laughs> it. They're going to be so impressed with my Pony Island skills. I almost said Monkey Island. Almost. Yeah. Monkey Island would have been better. Yeah, but, like, what did you pick up about who you are and what... what oh, yeah, because you do get to ask here. the devil three questions. Yeah, so I'm just right. curious. So, I was ask. Theodore. Um, I discovered that. I don't think I, I asked my story. name. I asked why I was the I second time. You get two chances. Did you guys see the second vision? I, I only... You know what's actually funny? I, I found the second one, but remember, David, I was telling you, like, I played about an hour of this game... And then I had an error when my Windows operating system, Windows 10, 7.5 <laughs> out of 10. Um, yeah. my, I lost power for 0.5 uh, seconds during the update and corrupted my Windows and I had to restart everything. It was a really long, like 24 hours. So I had to re- I had like an hour into the game and I had to restart. So I totally forgot about that portion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I found the second portion of where you get to ask questions, but I missed the first one. So I can only ask the questions I found the first time. Wow. Uh. Side story. But anyway, so you found out you're Theodore. So I found out I'm Theodore. I also found out I was killed by... I forget the name. It was kind of complicated. And that was it. And the second vision I saw was a man and a horse. 
Mm. I saw that one. And yeah, that was in the first vision I saw. It looked like a, a desert island or a desert area with trees and water, maybe. Right, right. Yeah. And that was it. Um, I have a feeling this is a actual historical figure. That. Yeah, there might be some you know, of that, but I, but I didn't. I didn't care enough to figure it out. ultimately i kind of i immediately relate this game to undertale because it's trying to tell you that it's a game so much so Mm. that it it has i see your files and that plays into the last battle which i think was by far the most interesting thing about this game yeah it was the last you mean the last daemon the last diamond the last the last daemon file that you fight before you just um, amadeus yeah Uh, i think so that guy's name that was his name Definitely the most interesting. But do you guys want to know the full story about who you are? Yeah, please. Go ahead, Mark. Please. Because I looked it up. (laughs) So I had – Dan, you had the the island thing. I had like a church vision. Okay. Dave, what what vision did you have? I saw like – it almost looked like something out of Gladiator and then then the guy on the horse also, you know? All right. So I'm going to put it all together for you guys. Are you ready? Yeah. Here's all the answers you get. Yes, you are Theodore. The year you die, 1252. I think I wrote uh-huh. that down. You did? Yeah. <laughs> Where did you die? Near the walls of Jerusalem, far from your home. And you left behind a daughter and mother, and now you're in hell. So you were you died during the Crusades, which is interesting, because when you think about, like, what would you think a knight from the Crusades is in front of an arcade machine being like, what the heck? Yeah, why is he playing an arcade machine? <clears throat> and well. That's what hell is. <laughs> This is like when people talk about like hell would be watching Mrs. Doubtfire on loop. Mm. You know, it would be a heaven to me. And I wonder, you know, what it's like before the podcast, like, oh, was that a horse's? <laughs> no, I think that's like what he says, like when he's got the the pie oh, on his face. Drive by fruity. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! R.I.P. Robin Williams. You will be missed. But um. I was thinking, like, as I was, because I thought the same exact thing. It's like, oh, like, hell would, for me, would be this. And I was kind of thinking, like, because it's the game, the name of the company, or the place that made it is Dan, Daniel, Danny Mulligan, something? Mullen? Daniel Mullen, I think. I don't know. If it, it, there's probably more people involved or, with this, but, like, yeah, there were I was just build, I was trying to look up his, like, LinkedIn profile, but, like, what did you work on before this? But I almost kind of pictured this. <laughs> Like, the idea for a game like this starting off, it's like he's programming from some game that's terrible. And he's just like, oh, my God, this is hell. Uh, that would Literally, be funny. You're stuck programming a game that's terrible. And it's like, wait a minute. There is an idea there. Mm-hmm. But, um, <clears throat> so. Helpless Soul kind of, oh, is cool. actually, like, one of his coworkers who he complains about the game to. Yeah, I know, but, right? Well, but, actually. But his boss is watching the chats. <laughs> the, the, the chats. But, um, so, you kind of get through this. You. The hopeless soul, you know, lets you know there are three of these demons that are delete. You know, with yeah. the core. If we delete these three, you can get out of here. We all can get out of here because we're all stuck in here. Mm-hmm. And the first one is kind of, I think the first one's more interesting than the second boss battle. Uh, is I thought the first yeah. one's a puzzle fight. The second one's a very boring shooting fight. Right. So oh, like yeah, in the yeah. first one, you just have to like think ahead with steps about moving things yeah, around. The that second one was, one that was like one of the most fun puzzles <clears throat> in the game. It's hard. Yeah. But I, I think yeah. the third one. Yes, the third one, Amadeus, is like he was saying, that's, that's the best one. That freaked so, you out? No, it didn't freak me out. It was I, interesting. I, I, I tabbed away and everything. Oh, really? You tabbed away? And I messaged my friend George. 
And I was like, did this thing send me a message? Wait, wait, wait. Before we even get there, so right. Dave, explain to Go us, ahead. like, for people who possibly have not heard, right. what was the third battle? So the third battle is, like, this guy who <laughs> challenges you, and he's like, he tells you not to break eye contact with him, essentially. Yeah. And I'll ask you some questions, and you have to respond. He's like, it's an easy thing, but he's like, but I've never lost, right? But the first, one of the first things he tells you to do is, like, ins- insult him or something, right? He or say, say, some, say, say something Say the most vile thing. Yeah. And uh, what did you guys write? Butts. I, I don't want to repeat what I wrote. I said butts. You said butts? Because you know what point? I wrote? I wrote gibberish. I just keystroked some... some th- I was like, whatever. This game's... I just wrote random consonants together. I said like... Oh, you guys are way better than what I wrote. Yeah, because then like Dan responded... Uh-huh. It's like question mark, <laughs> and I was like, obviously the game is just messing with me. See, you responded for me, Dave, <laughs> and I had yourself. And what was interesting because I don't want to say it out loud, but this is what I put as the worst thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> but and then no, you were not. like, that and for perfect. a second I was like, oh wait a minute, but you could tell like so like your Steam message will pop up like you're getting a, a friend invite. Yeah. And then what were the other things? There was um. The first thing was uh. Um, he he so changes. Like, he tells you to say something. What was what was written directly underneath me? And I was like, I missed that like three or four times. Did you yeah. notice that? Oh, yeah, I missed that one. Did a you lot. notice that every time you missed it, they, he added like a scratch to the screen? Yep. I yes, did. he did. So Very I was probably ominous. about ten. I had like three. By the time I beat it. Oh wow! I had two. Humble brag. Well, aren't you guys just more attentive <laughs> to detail than I am? Uh, uh, like, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> So eventually that kind of ends it. Mm-hmm. So you're able to beat him, and then all the souls are running around like, oh, we're free, we're free. Yeah. And then you get that really kind of interesting message at the end from the hopeless soul who's just like, the only way, you know, you're out now. That's totally great. And everyone else. But now, everyone else, but I'm stuck here. And I, I helped you because I knew you were going to do this. So the only way to save me, get me out of this game, is to uninstall the game. Did you uninstall it? I immediately. Uninstalled. I immediately yeah, uninstalled same. it. Yeah. I, I, because that was the only time of the game that I got a chill such as I did playing Undertale. Like, yeah. It was a really great like fourth the wall breaking that you're playing a game just like this person stuck as hell is playing the game. And you know, like you'll never know. Like obviously it's just it's just the ploy, but I thought that would that was definitely very, creepy. very cool yeah. cool point. Um so did you guys see though that then there's the secret ending, quote unquote. Yeah, I saw I I Googled it and I wanted to see it, but... As did I. Dan, did you see it? No. <laughs> so if you find... All the tickets. If you find all the tickets, which oh, are, man. what, 20-something? Yeah. Five. I can't even imagine where they would have been. Like, I uh, looked, but I they couldn't were, find they them. Were, they were around. One of them, did... if I can cut you off, there's... Um, right. Remember the text adventure? Yeah. If you type free ticket, you get a free ticket at that point, too. Did you guys ever figure out the one in the middle of the lane? No! No! But oh! you that was so frustrating! One. You do get free roam of the map... But then the ticket's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's I, like, I, so I'm like, bro, right. what are you even doing? Like, I need somebody I need to take I need someone Maybe right it was something dumb, time. like when you first get your wings, there's that mm-hmm. gap that you have that you can jump. Maybe you were just supposed to like let yourself fall into the lake, quote unquote. Here's what's gonna fall happen. into the gap. Dave, oh. Dave, tell us about the secret ending. I'm gonna look up how to get that food. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I believe it, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but uh I believe like it, you wind up fighting the hopeless soul, and he has like multiple forms, you know, like it, and it. But like, it doesn't seem all that rewarding. He's just like, so you want to make a happy ending? I'll give it to you, but you have to fight me, you know. 
And like, okay. and he has multiple forms, and he even calls it out. He's like, "No boss f- fight is complete without a second form." He's like, "And now my mega ultra form." Like, like it's just like, it's just like game for game's sake. Like here, the developer, it looks like the developer was like, "If you really want more game, here it is." And I actually have a point on that, but hang on. Before that, go to the stage to the top right of the lake, then click on the stage below the lake, and then quickly click on the square to the left of the one while the pony is still moving. This will cause the pony to walk across the lake. Oh, so you have to, like, force him on the map to cross it. Yeah, like, a little some quick clicking. But I actually think... (laughs) Like that, that whole thing, because you're totally right. It seems rather pointless, that secret ending. But I think it's actually interesting. And as a trophy person, yeah. I, I kind of was putting some stuff together. So it's like, so the hope is so when you beat the game and you don't have it, it's like, I need you to uninstall this. And then you're kind of free. He's free. Everyone's free. You've walked away from this game. But it's like, if you took the time to find all the tickets and you're going to get a dry, it's almost like. I was reading some forums and people were making the theory that the hopeless soul is actually Lucifer trying to trick you to stay in. And that's why the only time you see that is because you've found all the tickets, you've invested the time, mm. and that's keeping you staying there longer. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I was about to ask you if you had any idea who the hopeless soul was, you know? I mean, other than that, I mean, I think that's interesting, like, that if it is really just a clever ruse to mm. keep you inside, mm. as opposed to everyone else. Maybe. But, I don't know. Well, yeah. so, there was clearly a disagreement between them. Not that there was any good or bad, but it seemed as though Lucifer was like, you're being tricked. Maybe it's a her soul. story situation where it's two people. Mm. It's But they're the same uh, person. I actually uh. think the very first time you talk to Hopeless Soul, and then, like, the admin... Is like who are you talking to? That whole back and forth that was one of the most interesting parts of the game. That's, yeah, I, and I, I like think, I wanted so much more of that, and there just wasn't any. Yeah, and I think that was kind of to kind of start like pulling this all together. I think that was my biggest kind of takeaway that there is a lot of lot of interesting ideas, but mm-hmm. when you really look back at the three hours, there's not enough of those moments where there yeah. is kind of like the joke of oh you're stuck playing this game, but like literally you're stuck playing the game a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I but, think that. Oh, what were we gonna say, Dan? The fourth wall thing would have been a lot more successful with me if I didn't have hands to look at or a screen to look at. Like, if I just thought I was playing a game the whole time that the game just had weird things about it. Like, I didn't need to know that I was a person mm. playing an arcade cabinet. I think that kind of. If you because so you're saying if you removed like the avatar of Theodore yeah. that you're playing as. Right. If you if mm. it was just like you're playing this game and it gets kind of creepy pasta, yeah. Um, Could we pause on creepy pasta? Okay. Try. What is a creepy pasta? I feel like that's one of the things that I feel like the internet is going on after me. And uh, I'm like now there's these new things I don't even know what they are. Dave might know more. Um, from my understanding, creepy pasta is like that uh, copy paste statement. That's copy paste is creepy pasta, but. Um, what do you uh, mean? Wait, I'm confused. Copy paste. Yeah, copy. It's uh, creep. Yeah, that's where the term creepy pasta comes from. Is a copy paste statement. Uh oh, like something that like a story. Yeah, kind of get. And then people will uh, like put it. They keep, okay, it makes sense though. They keep putting it like as comments in 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 YouTube clips and Forbes and stuff like that. That start like start making you question whether or not you're dreaming. 
is is like I, the one that I feel like I'm familiar with. It's like I, I felt that was like an like you start reading it, the... you start reading it, and you start realizing that if you that you're in a dream that you just can't wake up from. It. It's like and in it, it's like wake up. This is not re-, like it, like like it's just something that something somebody authored that people paste around comments and forums so that way. It, it, it kind of seems like this weird conspiracy that you're stuck asleep, almost like a get me out of the matrix, you know, mm-hmm. situation. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, I didn't think there was that kind of layer of depth to it. Mm-hmm. I saw like a watch mojo, like top 10 creepy pastas of the internet. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. and, but yeah. So the reason that I think it was more successful during the final run through, uh, the final run through when you fight Lucifer and all that. Is because you're destroying the files and you're running with other ponies. And in my head, the other ponies were other people other who souls, might be. Yeah. Well, mm. But I was already like past the story. I was like thinking like that's like Dave, Mark, everybody up that beat this game with me. Like these are the other people who are stuck playing this game because they want to get to the ending. So like well, this is just very Dan. Because when Dan was little, he thought he was playing Mario yeah. against everybody else who was playing Mario. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, back up, back I was up. thinking what? of Destiny in the Division when I was like five years old. Wait, so you're playing Super Mario 1. Oh, yeah. Now, Super Mario along. Brothers. And he jumps on a Goomba, but he thinks that he jumped on you. That, he, that, that you were playing Mario somehow, what? somehow not yeah. as Mario as a Goomba. No, no, no. I thought that you were playing as Mario, but I was Mario, and you were Mario, and I killed you. And to <laughs> me, you're a Goomba. But to me, you're a Goomba. <laughs> I was also a five-year-old who really wanted to play video games against people around the world through a Nintendo. He, thought, he, he just thought that we were all connected. I, lo- yeah. I love the innocence that is in this thought process so we were all connected so he like my... he kills a goodbye starts crying he's like i killed Dave. no, no not like no uh, he's more oh. it's more like competitive like you're playing street fighter and he's yeah. you know ryu defeats kenny defeated you who was playing yeah. as that player he just wanted to it's be better than everyone else right it's very interesting i was bit, not better <laughs> no i just wanted to play with everybody and i lost to street fighter dude the first time i played street fighter 2 i thought i was picking my opponent and then i was like i'm not gonna lose i'm gonna let e honda get beat up because I figured that was the way that went. I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were a child. But that being said, I did equate souls to other people stuck playing Pony Island mm. as per us. I mean, I like, think that would be cool if that's what it is. Well, here's my question as we kind of like wrap this up. So it's like, I think we all kind of landed on the same note where it's like this game had a lot of cool ideas. It, but there's too much very of Very ambitious. Very ambitious. But here's the thing. So and I was like comparing this to like... Like, we, we mentioned Undertale before, which is, like, a an amazing kind of fourth wall breaking, get-in-your-head mm-hmm. sort of experience. Is it fair to put them on the same level? Because I feel like, like, with movies, like, mo- you compare every movie to every movie. You compare every book to every book. It's not fair to compare every game to every game because there's so well, many Because they don't have the same budget? This is a $5 game. So it's like, and I hate making the argument. It's like suddenly the price needs to justify the experience. Like this game had more thought than some $60 games. But Mm. is it fair to knock it for being too kind of, it's ambitious, but kind of not that deep when the fact that it's only $5? Well, so I'm going to think of her story again, right? Like that game broke the fourth wall subtly. Undertale mm. broke the fourth wall less than subtly as the game went on, but it started pretty... The sledgehammer. Pretty... 
yeah, after a while, it went through it with a wrecking ball. But it took its time. I there. gave it mm. like a wrecking ball. <laughs> I, I hate that neck, that, that was a trigger. A Dave's high pitched today. <laughs> that was good. That was good. What kind of note was that? Uh, F note? It's like mm-hmm. F sharp. It was a little F sharp. So, anyway. so two good examples. And then I feel like this game broke it too soon. Mm. That's that's why I'm comparing it to those because, and if we have to compare it to her story for it to be a little more fair, I would do that. But I think that's the problem is that it broke the fourth wall way too quickly. But like even like the amount that it did, like is it fair to get annoyed about like oh well there's so many segments of just this pony running, but then again it's only a five dollar game, so what did you expect? Like I don't know, like I don't, it's a tough. How much is our story? Ten dollars. But yeah, but we didn't buy it at launch. That was the only thing. I don't know how much it was. But should that even matter is the question. No. I, even I mean, know. I try That's, not to think of it that way. Yeah, neither do I. But then it's um, like, well, it's like not sometimes as... I sometimes I try and equate dollars with length. Which I think is a bad thing to you do. You think? I mean, some people use that argument. Like, it should be like well, a dollar an hour. Like, or what is it? It's like, I know Funhouse says it's like dollar an hour. But then the, for that argument, like, The Witcher should be a 150-hour, like, that, $150 game. This no, help determine value. Right. But see, is but is value time? Value is to me time is decided money. by the, the time <laughs> the developer put in and decided upon. So now that's obscured by AAA games because there might be a Call of Duty that they didn't write a new engine for. They just replaced assets and wrote a new story. Story, right? But then you can play that multiplayer for hundreds of hours. True. See, Dan's but, comparing dev time to game play time. See, like, it's just, and, like, that's... There's no real formula is the end of this, you know, like... There isn't, because, like, I would pay $100 for Journey, because I thought... And I only played that game once. Only now, it was though. such a moving oh my experience. Oh, my I'm goodness. Like, that was everything I wanted. Okay. But you would only pay that now after you paid what you paid for it. I guess. But, like... Yeah, you wouldn't so, like, pay $100, anything, like, you know, if you knew nothing about the game. Would you yeah. pay... Would you pay 50 bucks for Undertale now? Probably. See? And you paid 15 for that. So, but like, see, now, so I guess here's the question. Knowing what you know about Pony Island now, how much money would you spend on it? $2. $2. Wow, you guys <laughs> both went lower. Look at you. <laughs> we texted earlier. $2 game. When Mark asks the money question, say $2. $2. Nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> just like an old Jewish woman. All right, but so yeah. then let's kind of go around the horn, though, because I think that was a good sum up of how you guys felt about it. So, Dave, let's start with you. Like, what, what, what was your last you know, impression of this? Game? I think the reviews that I read skewed my opinion a little. Like, they were mm. so flowery and so, like, you know, referring to this game as groundbreaking, and I was like, eh. Like, I felt very eh about the game. Eh. It's like, if you were asked me if I would recommend it to someone, I would say no. But this is also very similar to, like, um, I feel like I would refer to this game a lot. In the same way I refer to the movie Idiocracy a lot. Like, I, I, like I'll talk to Jen, and I'll bring up Idiocracy, and she's like, you talk about this movie a lot, is it a good movie? I'm like, it's okay. Like, I think Idiocracy is okay, but it has so many, like, smart things that it brings up. Yeah. That's a great explanation. <laughs> uh, Dan, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess it sits where it sits on my gaming timeline, which is behind, like I said, her story and Undertale, which succeeded in giving me chills by subtly reminding me that it's a video game. And I mm. think that they did it so well that I'm like, okay, I get it. Games know that they're games. What's this going to be like? And that's kind of like 
I wasn't really looking for that in this. I guess I was at a point where I was like, let me let a game be a game and not tell me about it this time. I know it's a game. <laughs> I think we've hit that point now. It's like, I know it's a game. Yeah. Just tell me a good game now story. No, I, yeah. I kind of felt the same way. Like, I, I think it's going to be something like, oh, I'll remember this experience of playing this game, and it did do a lot of clever things. But, yeah, like, Dave, like you said, like, would I recommend this to people? Uh, I mean, if I could just get, like, a snippet of that last battle where – it's asking you just to answer these questions, and it's, like, doing this very subtle things. Like, that was really interesting, but other than that, eh. But then I mean, again, it, it's only $5. Yeah, it's like, the, eh. See, like, the, but it was so close. It's almost, it's almost a sandwich. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> sandwich. It's, it was, like, so, like, all right. Examples of how it could have maybe done things better. Maybe we'll go around the horn, and I'll start. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> no. I all right, well, so it. the first thing that comes to mind is that last segment. That was the most... The, the weirdest part of the game. There was no screen overlay, so I was just looking at it with my myself, mm. my hands, which worked just as well as fake hands. And um, the guy was talking to me, and it was just us, no gameplay around it, and then he goes away. Now, the game crashes, or shuts itself. If there was, like, uh, a flash that I know I saw, and I registered it, but it was, like, him saying, like, come back for more, or something, like, that would make me load it up again, and be like, wait... Oh, that? I see what you're saying. Like, so that's one example of something that might have made me go back and get the tickets. Like, things like that could have easily been done in the $5 price range. The idea that it's finding more subtle ways to, if it, you're following that idea yeah. of, like, my job is to keep you playing. Yeah. What can I do to, like, get you curious? Yeah. And never tell me that it's a game. And never tell mm. me that. Like, just, like, that's, you're so all your trapped. I think I almost feel like, like the fact that there are more questions to be asked... But then you have the opportunity to ask. Like, the fact that there are, like, four to five questions or whatever it is, and you can only ask three, I think that's yeah. his, like, the developer's incentive for you to keep playing. I just, yeah. I never cared. I didn't yeah. either. There was no investment in the person I was. I was me. I was like, I, I'm in this game. Right, yeah. right. I'm not Theodore who died in 1812. Yeah, so, 12, anyway. 1252. <laughs> 1252. So that was 1252 on the Crusades. So it left me more disappointed. That's it. Because I was looking for that. Not bad. Just not great. Yeah. Yeah. So close. So close. All right. Well, we'll put our pin on Pony Island. Interesting experience. We'll remember it. Yeah. Um, So that was our game portion. Our next portion we like talking about is a little recap as Dave is screaming silently into his. This is a really big yawn. This was a big yawn. But uh, what's everyone playing right now? Let's start with uh, Mr. Colonna. No, no, no. I, ha- I feel like I'm on a like a combo breaker of talking right now, but <laughs> I want to keep it going. Uh, so <laughs> combo breaker. You know, without going into our game night talk, uh, you know oh. stories. Uh, <laughs> the heist a- debacle. After, after GTA's, we had a debacle and a heist. Yeah. It ended poorly. After that, Dave and I tried to play Destiny. We got our butts. Kicked. So from oh, that, I'm, sorry to, I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, the night ball did it, not go well. It didn't. Oh. It didn't. It's almost as though they didn't play test it. Regardless, interesting. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna throw my PS4 into a grinder. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna play Fallout 4. Mm. And I'm gonna dedicate my time to it this time. I'm not gonna just play it and then die and be like, this game sucks and shut it off. I'm gonna stick to it. So Fallout 4. What? Are you, what? Where are you at in the story? Um, well, I just discovered that I can't kill mutants. Uh, At all. Ever. So, <laughs> I'm at the Array. I'm playing the Brotherhood of Steel stuff. Oh, okay. I haven't even gone to hey, Diamond City yet. Oh, when you first started to... Br- see, 
I'm not that far into the game. I'm not. I'm not very far into the game. Okay. Can you like? You have to choose between Brotherhood of Steel and two other pl- factions, right? Eventually, but not this early in the game because I was like, you know, because I wasn't no. sure when that breaking point was because I, I knew from the general feelings that I was getting that I didn't like the Brotherhood of Steel, so I was afraid to even start a second mission with them because I didn't want to like. No, no, no. The game will tell with a nice thing that's kind of come with branching storylines and evolution of the genre. It's like, I like games that tell you, hey, if you do this mission, you're going to now X out other missions for other things. It will tell you. When oh, you're okay. Point. So you so, can kind of do whatever you want. Because I was like, I, and then I, after I realized I didn't agree with the Brotherhood of Steel, I looked it up. I'm like, totally the uh, Underground Railroad people, those people. I'm like, yeah, that's so- that's my jam. Railroad's my jam. I I'm like gonna, the railroad. They're good people. I'm going to try to get my power armor from them in peace. I'm going to ghost on them as soon as that happens. Did you guys see the uh, the first trailer for the DLC? Yeah, it looks good. I'm excited. Yeah, it does. I, mean, I didn't think it was going to be so story-based. Yeah. And like you I'm build like, robots <laughs> that kill stuff for you. I know. It's like Mega Man. You're building yeah. robots, shooting them down. Like, uh, what is the song? Robots? For ro- Mega Man? <laughs> Super fighting yeah. robot? Super fighting robot. Mega, Mega Man. Man. <laughs> and there's like guitars and stuff. <laughs> I remember on the show too, like Mega Man X makes an impression, but he's like a like a not a nice guy. Really, he's like, he's you like can't a jerk? just destroy everything. And he's like you can't just destroy everything. X, he's like I'm the Maverick Hunter, and he like blows up a bus full of nuns. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I get my points across on a daily Basically. basis. All right, so uh, Sam, what do you like? What do you roll in terms of like weapons and stuff? All right, so I'm pretty focused on pistols for some reason, mm-hmm. and um, and shotguns. Shotgun disguise. And Righteous Authority, because, you know, if all else fails, I try that gun. And I usually are are you renaming your guns? As well? I have a shotgun named Frederick. Nice. <laughs> That's it so That's fun. sweet. I know. I, mean, I did, like, a progression thing where, like, my shotgun was my boomstick. Okay. But every time, like, I ended up finding one that was, like, better, uh-huh. it would be the boomstick, too. I was, uh, like, I got up to, like, six by the end of the game. Roman numerals, or? You got to go Roman numerals. Uh, I'm just, yeah. you know, I'm making sure. Yeah, it's got to be official. Yeah, All so, right, so then what are you doing, Dave? Uh, I'm not really playing much. I, I'm still playing Earthbound here and there, but, like, I'm not that far. The fact the that you said here and there, that upsets me. Really. Well, I am just I haven't had that much time. What is it, like you got multiple kids who are young and need attention? Yeah, right? it is. You know what I've been wa- playing? Netflix. I've been watching The Flash, and I love that show. Really? <laughs> the Flash is amazing! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've heard the same thing from every single person. That's I feel it. like I've just become numb. It's like that Daredevil. Oh like, no, 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 no! Daredevil's girl? awesome. I what's watched the like one? the first twenty minutes of Daredevil, and it was it was a little mega violent for me. Yeah, I, I like you're it. very sensitive <laughs> to violence lately. Eh, uh, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but where are you in Earthbound? You still at like Moonside? Uh, I'm still in Moonside. Moonside's a little creepy. Yeah. Just like you gotta go up, you gotta go down. Everything's neon. Yeah, okay, that's cool. I was like, yeah. I, was, I had to roam around Moonside for a while because because I w- couldn't remember how to get to the hospital. The map doesn't work. Oh, you know what? Actually, like <laughs> if you're ever gonna like take a break, that's the worst place to take a break because it's so like dependent on your following people's instructions on where to go. Yeah, it it mm. wasn't a good move by me <laughs> well, you better power through i will i'm gonna beat that mm. game i've never beaten it it's gonna happen that you better it's a classic if my, classic my name also. isn't dave Grubba. 
<laughs> My name is a tree from Um I'm I I went I played a little Salt and Sanctuary, which is basically like I heard. Dark Souls. I heard that's a great it's it's more Dark Souls than I was realizing, so I realized I can't just kind of casually play it. I need to, like, okay, I have a walkthrough. I know my class build. I know what items I'm looking for. I know which way I'm going with the skill tree. So Where where can I, I play can... Salt and Sanctuary if that's if I so desired? It's on the Pussum or the PSN. Okay. It's part of – you know, and actually they're doing this, like, uh, what did they call it? Uh, last year was Spring Fe- Launch Launch Party. I think it's called. It's five games in the next five weeks. Next week uh, on Tuesday's Day of the Tentacle. Oh. So it's basically like five games that are releasing, and they all look great. Like one is the new Housemark game, which is the guys who made a uh, um, Dead Nation and what was that one? Uh, Rezo Gun. Mm. And then there's these other two. There's one. There's like kind of like an Undertale ish thing where it's like telling. It's like a RPG, like fantasy story, but like you, it's expecting you to do multiple playthroughs, like to do decisions. Like there's a lot of interesting games on it, but that's the first game on it. It's really good. It's it's definitely very deep, and it's just I need to give it my full attention, which I'm not because I'm playing a lot of Persona Four Golden. Man, I thought I was gonna fall out of it because I'm just so intimidated by the length of it. Uh-huh. But and I think that was the last time I talked to you guys about it. But ever since then, I don't know what it is. But I've been really back into it now. And the way I always thought of it was, like, people always described it as, like, half dungeon crawler, half, like, dating sim almost. Sweet. And it's actually way more dating sim than dungeon crawler. Like, the majority of it is you're dealing with these characters and you're deciding who to hang out with, building relationships, which then affects your personas. I don't know why I love that stuff so much. So much fun. I don't know what to say. Well, what I think I get it from, it's like... It's legitimately, like, I like... Because there's so much time spent on all the characters, I actually... Get invested in them. them. Yeah, like, they're not... It's not like the writing's amazing, but there's just so many, like, little funny things. Like, there was a part where um, me um, and two of the other, like, male characters, we finally... We all got our motorcycle licenses, and we went off to, like, this new city because we're all excited. And we had a competition. It was like, okay, someone... Let's see who can get a number from a girl first. And then when you go around trying to talk to different girls, and then this is totally like not faux pas, but then like uh, Yosuke, who is one of my male friends, he actually calls this fat girl up, and then she jumps on his scooter and breaks the wheels off, which is totally absurd and not very nice. But it's it was just so like all the characters reaction like ah oh, like I can't believe they have like it was just legitimately funny, and it's just so many light moments like that. I actually care about the characters. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like 20 hours in. I'm probably going to go through the end. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of things going in there. That, like, there's gardening and, like, fishing and, like, upgrading your knowledge level to get high on tests. I don't think I'm ever going to get that deep into it, but it's enjoyable. I'm, and it makes me excited about Persona 5, which should be coming out sometime this year. So, yeah. That's what we're playing. Um, final segment of the night. Our favorite hey, segment hey, Before we get to the Trivial Taste Maker. I want to I want to inform you about some dumb realization I had just now. Or no, no, no. It was it was a couple of days ago, but I wanted to bring it up on the podcast. Uh, I was like, I made the realization that Link isn't like a real name, like like from Zelda. Like you know, okay. you've never met a Link in real life. I was like, 
I thought it was just like, like I was like, this entire time growing up, I was like, when am I gonna meet a link? Like I, I totally thought that was a a real legit name. I, you might now. like a name you would encounter somebody in reality who would be named that. Like, yeah, like yeah, like like, like as real as Luke. Like I didn't know any Luke's like Luke Skywalker, but like I knew it was a real name. Eventually. I I met well, a Luke. It's a name. People are free to name. Their yeah, but nobody's named anyone no, Link, right? Yeah. The only I mean, Link... maybe some people now, but like that wasn't yeah. a name before Zelda. They like no. Nintendo made that name. Nintendo... Well, it's an object. It's not like a made up word. Well, the reason <laughs> I mean, it's obvious to say, but it's Link because all of the links of each universe are links. They're linked together. I thought it was oh, Link because snap. they decided his name was Link. When they made Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link. Wasn't his name Link in the first game, too? His name is Link in the first one. Yeah, but they didn't say that ever. If you look in the manual, which mattered back then. Mm. Maybe. Well, maybe do you have to name the character Link in order to get, like, a a certain ending? Yeah. uh, Oh, no, no. You use the word Zelda. The name Zelda. And you get... Uh, something. I don't remember how you initiate like the second playthrough when you have. That's like, how you different... do it. If you name it Zelda, it's Master Quest version. Yeah. It's like flipped. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. well, I encountered one link elsewhere <laughs> besides Zelda. Uh, spoiler cast for the book Feed by M. T. Anderson. His best friend, the main character's name is Link, but it's short for Lincoln. Ah. Uh, so Lincoln, close. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. So I'm gonna name my child Link. Okay, you're, you're, uh, you're, or Lincoln. I'm sure Molly will go for it. Mark, she would love it. Lincoln Magro Lincoln. sounds good. Lincoln Magro just flows. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. All right, let's make it the middle name. Do you have a middle name chosen? Like regardless yeah. of gender, the names are pretty set in stone. I think we have them now. Mm. But I'm not gonna tell you them because no one is having a positive reaction to them, and I don't need the negativity. Quite frankly, so. <laughs> Just have to be surprised. You, you guys have to be happy with it. That's true. We're very happy with it, but no one else seems to be happy with it. My mother, this is my mother's reaction. She was like this. You, you still have ch- time to change it. <laughs> no, no, she was a little like, oh, okay. I can see that in like the oh. fakest way possible. I was like, thanks, mom. Oh, but that's nice. besides the baby naming podcast, uh-huh. trivia, trivial taste maker. Oh, oh man, I'm... I'm- there's something palpable in the air tonight. There's something there. <laughs> when we look at the big board of scores, Dan Colonna, one. Dave Grimma, one. Mark Magro, zero. And that will remain because you can't you can't get any points. I can't. Wait, well, what if he stumps if, us? Then it, yeah, does he get a point? That's, prob- that's probably a no, point. No, because then I would just make it impossible. Yeah, that's true. Like, this is legitimately, like, there's got to be fair. a That's fair. That's fair. Okay. That's so, fair, bro. That's fair. That's, that's fair, dog. <laughs> bro, good on you, bro. Thank you. So this this week's Trivial Tastemaker is inspired by a little announcement that came out a few weeks ago. No one really cared because we've had so many of them. But Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 is being released on Xbox One oh, and PS4. Uh, okay. Collection. And I was like, I love Resident Evil. It's such a great series. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Some, everyone should agree, as Dan moans. I everyone. love Resident Evil 4. <laughs> That's it. Well, <laughs> well, I think 4 will undoubtedly go down as the best of them. But I think they all have something they bring to the table. Sure. Yeah? So this Trivial Tastemaker is based Dude. around Resident Evil. Uh-huh. Specifically, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Oh, boy. Oh. 
Five questions. Oh. One based on every game. Okay. I beat all five of those. Okay, go on. Okay. So we will go back to old school rules of the ding or the buzz in. All right. I feel like you know the answer. If you get it wrong, I don't know. Should we do like a subtraction? I no, know. getting it wrong should just give the other person the opportunity to, to guess. Okay. Dave and I have to set our noises, don't we? We do need to set our noises. What do you want? Boing. A boing? <laughs> yeah, I hate myself for doing that, but sure. No, it's a good one. It's like I'll, a, I'll a take ding. Ding and a boing. I will resing, reserve ding. All right. You're going to resing ding. The resing and ding. All right. Should we start? Let's go. Let's go start in the beginning and we'll work our way chronologically. Right. Yeah. Now, the questions are a little outside the box. Got to think about them a little bit. Okay. So don't rush your boings and your dings. Question one. Uh-huh. Jill is the master of unlocking. Oh. Damn. <laughs> you didn't ding, so. Oh. It is, and you did not ding, so I would subtract a point from you. Oh. Or not. But, so Res- Resident Evil 1 huh. is involving Jill Valentine. Great character. Hair color changes as the series goes on. Question one. Describe the recipe for a Jill sandwich. Boing. A Dang Jill Dang. sandwich involves two collapsing ceiling and floor pieces. And she was in there with herself. So <gasps> she's in a, a oh. room that crushes it. Oh, yeah. Crushes her. That is correct. That's right. <laughs> I remember, You're right. Yeah. Uh, Barry, yeah, Barry <laughs> makes that joke, right? Yeah, and then when he gets out, he gets her out, or she gets out herself. It's like, wow, you were almost a jail sandwich. You were almost a jail sandwich. I was gonna go and like, I, like that I was gonna like guess like some sort of peanut butter pickle thing. Fun <laughs> fact: <laughs> I remember that because that part of the game terrified me. Uh, oh, it was absolutely terrifying. Legitimately, the wasn't there a way that Barry doesn't save you, or is it just if you play as Chris, no, you can Barry die. doesn't save you? If you play as Chris, then Rebecca saved you? I don't think so. I don't know either. Fun fact, does anybody remember to get into that room where you become a Jill Sandwich? Possibly. What song do you have to play on the piano? Oh, Moonlight Sonata. That's right. Dave's like shit. These guys, some people have played a lot more Resident Evil than I have. Apparently. Come on, that was a great game. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Question two. Resident Evil 2. Oh. Dave, I thought of you when I made this question. So if you don't get it, this is this is a Dave skewed question because I know he knows the answer to this. The answer to this question two. There's, what there's did no Leon discover? <laughs> what I said. Like, there's no way I know this. <laughs> you definitely know this because I can picture your voice saying it. Question two: What does Leon discover from the first wounded officer he finds in the police station? He finds him on the floor. He's bleeding out, and he tells him something very important. I don't remember this. I remember oh, the scene. I remember that the guy talked to him before he kicked it. He does. And it was the whole reason Leon was coming there. That it was his first thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that it was his yours. first day on the job? And what was he supposed to get? I don't... Uh, boing. A Boing? cake. No, well, it's close. A party cake, I don't know. Uh, a party. And he's supposed oh. to say, sorry, your party's been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Literally, come on. That's like one of the most quoted lines in that game. No one's getting that. I don't remember this. No, 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 I barely answered. That part. And then, they, then you come back later and he turns into a zombie and you blow his head off with a shotgun. 
Yeah. Disappointed. I think you uh, overestimate how much I've played this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one, Resident Evil 3, question number three. I'm so excited for this one. I love This one's this. more of a bigger, bigger question. Here we go. Ready? Profis- professor. Nope. Producer. Shinji Miyakami was against calling Resident Evil 3 Resident Evil 3. Because he thought another game in the series should be Resident Evil 3. Because it advanced the story more. Which game is he talking about? Ding. Hmm. He's speaking about Code Veronica. That is correct. Code Veronica, according to the producer of Resident Evil, should have been Resident Evil 3. But then I actually watched uh, one of those Did You Know Gaming things about it, that it was kind of like a timeline thing, and that's why it ended up getting switched. Yeah, originally Resident Evil 3. Because Nemesis is kind of like two and a half. It is kind of like two and a half. It's a good game. It is a great game. I feel like it doesn't get enough play. That that's game. probably the one I played the most. Nemesis it was a great is, game. Yeah, because He's scary. <laughs> it's everything you like about two with a very familiar face in a miniskirt. In a miniskirt. <laughs> and then I remember you're like that soldier guy for like Carlos? That was his name. I was thinking that was going to be a question. I'm like, what's the name of that guy? Bonus points. Okay. <laughs> Bonus points. <laughs> Resident Evil 4. Yeah. If someone doesn't get... Oh, wait. First of all, the score is tied one to one. Oh, my God. For the record. This is the potential tie. I hope you're prepared for that. This might be big. <laughs> Resident Evil 4. I haven't played this favorite. game, so I think you're good. You I haven't played, played Resident Evil 4? No. You bought it for me, and it didn't work in my GameCube. Whoa, oh. whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. <laughs> you haven't played Resident Evil 4? No, Maybe you bought it for game. me, and it didn't work in my GameCube. Dave, you have to play it when it goes HD. It literally is the best yeah. one. It's, it's a great like game. Contested. Yeah. Oh it's like... God. It's like... Well, it's Sorry, yeah. You'll know the answer to this question, because everyone knows the answer to this question. Ashley! Oh. I was actually thinking the original. I was like, what does <laughs> Ashley have to hide in? A dumpster. Now, Resident Evil 4, involving the merchant... Everyone's uh-huh. favorite merchant. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What does he say when you sell him a valuable item? Mark. Come on, guys! <laughs> um, you sell him a super valuable thing. <gasps> I'm, I'm just disappointed in both of you. It's also been years. Come on! All I remember is, is the what are you buying, what are you selling, but like I don't know the rest. Yeah. There's, that's the there, he has one other memorable line and this is it. Boing, <laughs> boing, mm, looking good. Uh, well, yeah. He does say that. <laughs> he does say that though. He does say that, but that's not what he says. You looked up all of his dialogue. You're both gonna hate yourselves when you hear it. No, I'm Dave? not, because I don't think I had a valuable item to sell him by the time that I reached him. You shouldn't say that about yourself, dude. I'm disappointed, <laughs> both of you. The answer, ah, uh-huh. I'll buy it at a high price. He does no? say that. No, he he does. Now that you maybe said I it. overestimated how much you guys know about this series. It's okay. No, I, it's okay. I should have gotten that. I guess that's pretty obscure. Now I don't feel great about my Resident Evil Five question. I mean, I I did beat this game as well. This play game I played a lot with you, Mark. Yeah. So this should this is this is. All right. We should be able to get this. This might this might be for the win and the Golden Shamrock. This game is pretty good. It's pretty good. I think it gets a lot more crap than it deserves. Not as good as four. It, well, people like people action. claim it's racist, right? It is vaguely racist. I mean, <laughs> but how yeah. many steroids did Chris Redfield use in Resident Evil Five? 
It's not the real question. It's a joke. Okay. Because he's dang three. He's, a, he's, a, <laughs> he's absurdly large. Yeah, he is. He's pretty they large. Do, they do gears of war the hell out of him. Mm. All right. Final question for the win. In most of the series, Chris Redfield is a member of. Boing. Dang. No, it's not the question. I'm just asking. Okay. Oh, star. Stars. Stars. In Resident Evil 5, what organization does he work for? Boing. Boing. The BCAA. It's close. You're one letter off. Is it like BCCA? It's like, it's like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer. The correct answer is the BSAA. The Bioterrorism Security Assessment Alliance. Now we have a tie here. We have a, we need a tiebreaker scenario. Hmm. I can guarantee you that uh, neither of us know anything about Resident Evil Six. Well, I'll tell you right now. I, I bought that for, you, for a damn by accident. You did. I, I wasn't prepared for. A <laughs> I, I ordered Dan a copy of XCOM for Christmas one year, and Resident <laughs> Evil Six came instead from from the seller, <laughs> and I just didn't have the time to like do anything about it before yeah. Christmas. So I was like. All right, so he's getting Resident Evil 6. <laughs> it, w- it wasn't the happiest of accidents. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to... Okay, I'm going to think of something. Well, I, you... I wasn't prepared for a tiebreaker, but I now mean... I have a question in mind. Let's go back to Resident Evil 1. Okay. Perfect. Tiebreaker for the win. I will take the shaft. You're really willing to get this point. <laughs> no, it's, no, no, no. <laughs> in Resident yeah, Evil really, One, at least really in the GameCube, at least in the GameCube version, the remake, there's this uh-huh. scene where like you're trying to solve a puzzle, and like oh, every time you go to pick up an item, it's like, you know, will you take you know the the silver crest, you know? But this one item is the shaft, and it says, <laughs> will you take the shaft? And Mark and I died when we were like. <laughs> You know, and oh. when I played the remake with the sixteen and fifteen, I yeah. immediately texted you the picture of that. Yeah, but let's go back to that one. Okay. So, the cause of the problem, the T virus. Mm-hmm. What's the T stand for? Nothing. Uh, it does, and it's someone you meet. Boing, boing. You guys are. Disappointed it's, me. Maybe I made this too. This hard. is a Code Veronica thing. It's also a Resident Evil One thing. Really? I'll give you a hint. And Dave, you can still buzz in. It's named after an enemy in the game. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, is it, Mark is mean, struggling with both dang, of us. Very like, hard. No, Tyrant isn't even in that game. Oh. Is it the Tyrant virus? Dave ding in. I said ding. <laughs> Did Dave get it? For the record, he did not ding. He dinged. I dinged first. He's super ding. <laughs> ding and say it. I said, "Dang tyrant virus." Yes. Okay. <laughs> it is named after the tyrants, oh. the main boss of the game. Interesting. This was a massive failure. No, it wasn't. I, isn't tyrant I overestimated the boss of our knowledge. Re two and one and and four. Oh really? And four. <laughs> No, four is like a... Four dude. is the Las Plagas thing, but five... Las Plagas. No, no, no. Code Veronica, he shows up, and I had to restart the game because I didn't have enough healing for, you know, items to fight him on the plane. All right, here's how this is going to go now. Dave, you're getting half a shamrock. You're not even getting a whole one. Ooh. So now the scoreboard is Dan uh. one, Dave one and a half. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know We're what? Halves now. I, I'll take I, the I'm half because, you know what? 
It's fine. I'm not impressed with this. I, I, I got like a two and a half fun. victory, so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's better than my no victory. All right. Well, donut. Next week, I think who who's question? I think it's back to again. me. It's back to me. I was first. It's back to you. Yeah. No, you were last week with the. Oh we yeah, you're right. It is yeah. Dan. It is Dan. You're Thank right. You yeah. I haven't done it in like a while. Mm-hmm. Um, our final thing of the note: show or whatever <laughs> the boat show coat. What are we playing next time, Dave? It's oh, yeah. The spinematronic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm on it. We should have like a theme song. It's like dun dun yeah. dun dun. Yeah, I see this. So the possibilities remain. Dan, read it to us. Oh, we got. Papers, Please, Nuclear Throne, and Firewatch. All right. Come on, Firewatch. I want Nuclear Throne. Nope. Reroll. Reroll <laughs> again. <laughs> Papers, Please. <gasps> Papers, Please. Oh, nice. This is a Dave joint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all out of Daves. That's Give true. us a quick little spiel, Dave. Now, I've played Papers, Please before. I, I know you guys haven't That's played it, finished it. And it's, it's one of the my favorite games that I've ever played, really. At least... Uh, in that year, it was probably one of the best games I played. Um, mm. It's a game where you are sentenced to be like a customs official, and you have to like work through documents. You like, like quickly, you know, because like the game. yeah, people come to you, and you you are the gatekeeper between um, the, whatever Arstoskin border you are at, and like you know, people are trying to enter Arstoska, your country, and you have to check their passport and stuff. And every day it gets a little bit more complicated. It, like, the first day it's like, our Stuskins only. And you're like, so if they don't have an Arstoskin passport, you just deny them. And then it just gets more complicated from there. But it's a good game. And, like, the story's pretty pretty good. You, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. I'm excited to play it. Because mm-hmm. I didn't play it when you were excited about it. Not because I didn't want to. I played a little bit of it and I did not play nearly as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Um I'm Uh-oh. Don't build it up too much. You're building I want to just I want to give you a heads up because I don't feel like the game does a good job of uh preparing you for this. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Cuz this is something that I I struggled with and I had to Google during the first play, my first playthrough, is that sometimes the discrepancy isn't what they said, okay? But there's a little microphone that you can click that prints out the script of what they said. I didn't know that that button existed. I was like, how do I? I know that they're that they're lying to me, but I, had, I felt like I had no way to prove it. And it was until I looked that up that I knew that. So I just oh, okay. I see what you're saying. All right. That's good to know. Okay. All right, then. Well, this has been episode three of the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast. I'm Mark Magro. I'm Dave with Colonna. Dave Grewal! As he screams into the sky like an old man. And uh, I hope you join us next time. Have a wonderful night. Bye, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.